That's How many true. times are you going to like rub your nose on this chick's cheek? But you know what? And then pull away and be like, my friend killed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Welcome back to the Netflix Book Club podcast. I'm Mike Tui, joined always with my co-host here. Hey, it's me. It's Dennis Rooney, everybody. How are you? I'm great. Me, you know me. When we record, it's the best... I dropped my phone two weeks in a row. That was it was totally <laughs> accidental. You gotta believe me. Oh, uh, best day of the week, best time of the week when we record. Follow the podcast at Netflix Book Club Podcast on Instagram, and you can go ahead and follow me at underscore Mike Tui on all social media. You can find me on Instagram only at Dennis Rooney Seven. Did you really mean that, Mike? This is the best part of your week. It always is, Dennis. And if you don't, <laughs> you don't sound like it. If you don't get this bit by now, I don't know what you get. My new bits dropping the phone at the start of the pod. <laughs> yeah, that's really <laughs> more of a visual out. bit. I hear rumors though that visuals are coming to this pod. We've been teasing visuals for this pod for two years. <laughs> two years. Two years. <laughs> We're making our own cameras from scratch. Here's the thing about a camera: you need something. Co- Wait, what is it called? Hold on, let me look at my notes. Da Vinci's camera wasn't it? it had some fun name, right? Some long ass name. A lens. Da Vinci Lensa Camerat. That's what I needed, a lens. So uh, you live and you learn, but a lens is coming, and then I need some crafters. We got a lot of of videographers that listen to this podcast right now that are going, yeah, dude. Yeah, you need a lens, you dope. You fucking dummy. There's no glass on the thing. You need glass. Well, listen, it's not a review. Don't call it a review podcast. It's a couple of comics. We're going to talk about movies. Uh, We're bringing people together through... uh, The power of cinema. There you go. Yes. Love that. And uh, got to have that. <laughs> I like you're hitting all the marks today, dude. You're very, well, you know. I just thought we should. Oh, I saw the Rotten Tomatoes. You, We ruined a bit. We ruined one of the classics. Well, that's okay because this movie, and I'm glad you brought it up because we watched a movie this week, folks. This is a movie podcast. We used to limit ourselves. We used to limit ourselves to one app, Netflix streaming service. And now we said we threw caution to the wind. You got to understand, when we started this podcast 10 years ago, you were still getting DVDs in the mail by Netflix. It was a different world. Different world. There were no advertisements on Netflix. I don't know if there are yet, but I know they're coming. Was there still Blockbuster? I think there was. I think there was still Blockbuster, maybe. Or like maybe Blockbuster was starting to do the DVDs in the mail or their own streaming service. Right. You know that, you know the story about how Netflix went to Blockbuster and was like, buy us. Yeah. And Blockbuster was like, yeah. Red? I know. We're blue. Get out of here. Trying to get that ex-wife back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never works. Sorry. Sorry for that. I did like Blockbuster's color scheme more. The blue and yellow. Oh, yeah? As opposed to the black and red. Huh. White and red. Black, white, red. red. I don't know. It's red. Anyway, they didn't have this movie on Netflix. I'll tell you that. No. So this movie, you can't find this thing anywhere. Uh, so I'm glad Dennis picked it. And, you know, we're starting this. Expect a, a lot more of these hard-to-find movies out of me, Mike. I think for the business model of this pod, it's hilarious to me that you're finding movies that are so difficult to find. Well, we've only been doing it for, like, what, a few weeks? And Already. I think, right I think, out of the gate, you find a movie. I had to ask you. I Googled. I'm like, where is this? FUBU TV showed up. I'm like, I don't have FUBU. Could you tell I was annoyed when you asked me where it was streaming? I bet I found it before you answered. Before I answered? Uh, so you were so annoyed. <laughs> Sorry, what were you doing? Snacking? Were you busy snacking? Were you busy what were you, writing an email? Don't attack my weight, bro. I'm just saying, what could you possibly have been doing? You're going to get this podcast canceled for fat shaming? Yeah. Because I was maybe I was snacking <laughs> on carrots, baby carrots. <laughs> Your baby carrot guy? Big baby carrot, dude. Oh. Big baby carrot guy. Big baby carrots. Big baby I carrots. I see what you're doing here. Um, 
Yeah, of course I was annoyed because I was just like, just fucking look for it. I did, though. <laughs> Open all the apps one at a time and type it in <laughs> like I do. Yeah, Jesus. Well, I went, when, when Fubo t- popped up and, and Quibi, I was like. Fubo and Qu- Quibi. Well, that's why I said. I said, there has to be a better way. You're going to watch must. this movie in 12-minute increments? There must be a better way. Anyway, I found it. It was on Amazon Prime. So far, all my movies have cost money to watch, too. Well, that's the other thing. And that's the, I'm going to keep them coming, dude. Not for nothing. So collectively, we spent eight dollars on this movie <laughs> which is crazy it's crazy dude there's got to be a way for me to rent it and for us to both watch it in different households oh we should have cut that amazon's onto us they can't we they can't let we can't let them know that we're no. sharing passwords jeff bozos is jeff he, he bozos. knows everything dude he's I under that he's under the couch right now i hope i never say his name right again Bozos. I think I, he's Bozos. Yeah, Jeff Bozos. Jeff Bozos forever. Yeah, that's like, come on, everybody said that's like Trump saying U.S. stands for right. us. I was the first person to discover it. I'm the first person to make the Jeff Bozo joke. That is very Trump. <laughs> if, if, if they were running against each other, it's 100% Jeff Bozos. Yeah, right? Yeah. And then Trump would be like, <laughs> I invented that. <laughs> Listen, this isn't a political podcast. He's like, uh, they say he has good delivery. Okay. I bet Trump watching a movie with Trump is great, though. I don't know. You know he makes comments to himself. <laughs> He's talking the whole time. Yeah, I think not the whole time, but just like, well, that wasn't a very smart idea. You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like the, the like shitting on everybody the whole time. McDonald's rappers everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Just crunching through the movie. You can't hear him. I'd love to have a meal with Trump. I don't... Maybe a meal, but he's Meal not. in a movie? Dinner <laughs> in a movie with Donald Trump? <laughs> Trump invites me over. He's chopping vegetables in an yeah, apron. That that would be something. Glass of red wine on the counter. He hasn't chopped a vegetable in maybe his whole life. I don't know. Oh, man. I bet Trump would love to kill a, a vegetable as in someone who's, you know. Whoa. Oh, I went, Whoa. I went real dark. Holy crap. That's super, super dark. dark. Hey, we're getting good at this. Okay. Come on now. All right. We'll All right. So I, I found this movie. Yeah, baby. There it is. I said, Mike will never find it. This will annoy him. <laughs> I'm going to make him watch this shit. 90 minutes, like 97 minutes, something like that, you know. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Hit it. It's called Super Dark Times. Super Dark Times from 2017. Rich in atmosphere and period detail, Super Dark Times is an effective teen thriller Enhance, enhance image. <laughs> Scrolling over on his computer right now. Whose true power lies in its approach to deeper themes. That don't tell us shit about this movie. No, but that's what we got because, uh, first off, not even rated. So I don't even know how this was released. Is there no rating on it? No, it's not rated. NR, no rate, not rated. No, yeah, no. I, I read it someplace. Well, it's an R. Uh, yeah. I don't think it would be NC-17. I'm trying to... No, they curse. They curse for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Fatso curses up a storm. He's oh, great. Oh, yeah, that's all he could say. Yeah, he's like, he's probably sucking a dick. I mean, I didn't know how they got me in this movie from ninth grade, but they found me. Do you know how many times <laughs> watching this movie in the first quarter of it, I go, of course Dennis picked this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say the fucking fat idiot was reminding no, of about, every, which I was about to be like, Jesus, Mike, is that really how no, you see me? Every, just everything about a screaming penis outside the girl's house. It's like, yeah, that'll work. You know? Right, right, right. And, Wait, uh, what do you mean? You watch this movie and you're like, of course Dennis picked this movie. Angsty teens. 
I, come on, from the nineties? You know, of course you love this movie. I didn't know it was a nineties period piece until it started. So I seen a, this trailer pop up. Before. It's supposed to take place in nineteen ninety six. Yeah, specifically, very specific. And uh, they, I mean, I was a person. I have a real. I have a memories. I have mm -hmm. a, my life's film from nineteen ninety six, and uh, very good. Your life's film also not rated. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> rated boring. <laughs> rated this guy stinks. <laughs> uh, what the fuck was I? I don't know. You were going to say you got the movie of your life. Oh, 1996. I was, I was alive. I was making yeah. memories. And uh, I was they, making memories. They did a good job. I, I'll say this, though, and maybe you know the answer, and maybe I'm wrong. Is the 17. Is the music from the 90s, and I just don't know these songs? It didn't feel like 90s music, and I didn't know any of the songs. But they could be, but that was the only thing that took me out a tiny bit outside. Because otherwise, like they said, incredible attention to detail, and this is totally the 90s. Every car, every everything. They yeah. really, they made you feel that. They had a lot of moments with the phone and someone else picking up the line and, and all that type of stuff. Really great. But the songs, I was like, I don't, this, none of this stuff is 90s songs. Um. I don't remember hearing any songs that sounded from past 1996 or 7, whichever one it was. I know that one song off the top of my head I remember he's listening to on his Walkman is uh, Black Flag. Okay. Nervous Breakdown. Gotcha. I'm a bad I have a nervous breakdown. My head really hurts. And that would be before 96. Yeah, that's like 81 or 84 or something like that. So because everything was so uh, meticulous, I just mm -hmm. assumed that, hey, they probably are all old songs that I just don't know. I think the original score is obviously the original score, and there's moments where it's like, oh, this sounds like a movie that was made in 2017. This doesn't sound like a movie that was made in 1996. But you don't want it to sound like it was made in 96. You just want the music from that era to be representative. That's fair, and the, um, the score plays a big part. And also, like, for an, for I agree with you, look, for a 90s movie, there's so much attention to detail. They mm -hmm. really nailed it. I mean, every bedroom, I feel like I've been in those bedrooms. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the key piece of the movie is this guy's brother's bedroom that they go into, and it's so much cooler than his. And, like, you know, and he's got a sword. We all knew a guy with a sword in his fucking bedroom or Porn weird knives on the wall. Porno magazine, like, uh, taped to a wall. Did not, you, not necessarily Did you do that? I had a roommate in college, and our whole bathroom, the whole wall was. <laughs> I kind of like that. The bathroom, chicks. and when I the first bathroom's saw, funny. When I first saw it, I was like, "Are you nuts?" And then after it, it doesn't take much. Convincing. And then after a week, you're like, "I yeah, couldn't no. live without this." After one <laughs> afternoon, I was like, "No, no, no! This is every bathroom should. This is cool. <laughs> every yeah, bathroom yeah. should have these uh, huge Playboy. Uh, it was always Playboy too. It wasn't like right, hardcore classy. stuff. Yeah, classy. classy. Yeah, 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 yeah. For the articles, <laughs> sitting on the shitter, squinting. Listen, you go to a really nice house. Not that you'll ever. I mean, maybe you'll be there buffing the floors. Uh huh. But you go into the bathroom. And Me personally. <laughs> God damn it, Mike. I know, why else would you be invited? No, but there'd be, uh, there's, there's usually like tasteful, like exposed breasts. Like that's not a weird thing to have in the bathroom. Yeah, but like classy art yes. necessarily. Not classy. like, but I mean, if you, if I was in a classy house and there was like a playboy in the bathroom, I'd be a little like, that's kind of a step down now in my opinion. That's pretty classy. Playboy's too. classy the, for trashy people. The most recent month, that would be classy. A subscription? This guy's got a subscription? <laughs> exactly. That's pretty good. He's grandfathered in from like the 80s. <laughs> His garage is a dentist office. <laughs> uh, I also think it's like whether you have kids or not, too. Sure. Throwing a Playboy in the bag. Yeah, if you're, if you're... And if, I, I myself moved into the basement, like, of my house. 
the same move. It's like, yeah. well, he started hanging out here all the time, then it just became his bedroom. It's like, like yeah, right, right, right. And I did know somebody with a waterbed. Yes, the waterbed was so mind-blowing. Yeah. And yeah. then you lay on one, and you're like, I don't really... It's okay. You're like, well, you want to know what it feels like. Yeah, you want to know course. what it feels like. And then you get in there, and you're like, all right, I don't know. Get, get me my own bed, I guess. I remember as a kid hearing there were other types of beds, too. Like a sand bed. <laughs> oh, God. The and then you like, think about it. The like, sand bed. You're like, I don't think anyone's making sand beds. I've been to the beach. I laid on a towel. It's not that comfy. It's it's sand. No, there's no sand I don't know what would be worse, puncturing a water bed or a sand bed in your room. Oh, a water bed. Yeah, I guess water bed. You can't like, yeah. what do you do? You got to hold it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like hold it up by the cut. Uh, yeah, you're done. You're toast. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. There's no saving that. I forget how we got here. We... 90s, 90s, the 90s. Stuff. The music. The I think score. the music is on point. I think the music is on point. But also, this is not a huge budget movie. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure they would have loved to throw it in some more recognizable tracks. Yeah. How do you have a movie made in '96 and you don't hear Nirvana? You know what I mean? Or anything. Or anything. You don't you know. hear anything you know. There's some songs I don't know now. See, I, so I also watched this movie like five days ago. Okay. Normally, I'm watching it the hour before we record. No, not that late. But like, me you know, too. I, I watched it the day after you did. Right, yeah, I watched it kind of early. So I don't, the only remember, song I remember hearing is uh, Black Flag, which okay. is appropriate. But Yeah, I have to assume that they're all because of the attention to Yeah, detail. I don't think they dropped the ball on that one, you know. And the uh, that atmosphere is constantly like sound. There's no point in the movie with silence. There might be, but I don't think there is. It's always like this shh coming in. There's this some booming. sort of fuzz going on in the background. Sometimes yeah. there's a ticking. Drawing you in or pushing you out or whatever. The sound design is excellent. There's moments in this film where like, you have that thing of like, what's bothering me? And then the tick, 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 like crescendos to, the, and like there's a hard cut away from the scene. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I didn't even realize that tension was building in the back of my brain yep. while that noise was slowly getting louder and louder and the tension was building and building. Uh, let's get to the nitty gritty though. Did you like it? I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I liked certain things about it. Okay. Certain things they did that were like really great. But then overall, I don't Hit me with it. what you really liked about it. Uh, how real it was. Yeah. Didn't feel phony at all or fake. Even in the moments where things escalate and go nuts, it was very, like, this was kind of, it felt very real. Felt very realistic. And small details, like, in 1996, for perspective, the one of the kids has blue hairs, one of the pothead. If you had blue hair in 1990s, it's not right. like today where it's like, yeah, some people, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of people actually, it's like popular. If you yeah, your, your server at TGI Fridays has pink hair and a t- facial tattoo. Today. And she's a sweetheart and we, nobody bats in an eye. In 1996, you were getting expelled from school. Yeah. You were, your parents better be dead. Like, yeah. that was, blue hair was wild. The West Memphis 3 was like two years before this movie was set. Okay. Right? And I don't think they ever, I don't know if they ever tell us where this film takes place. I'm not Feels sure. like Ohio. I was going to say Ohio. Do they? Maybe Feels they do. Like, maybe they do. Because I was also going to say Ohio. Because it's suburban, but there's a lot of open spaces and stuff, too. Like, there's the woods, blah, blah, blah. These kids are riding you know where everywhere. shot? Kingston, New York. You know what Kingston, New York is? The original capital of New York State. Is it really? Yes, and then they turned it into Albany. That shithole. Oh, jeez. Kingston's not that great either. We have but a it's... lot of Albany listeners on here. Oh, man. I'm sorry, guys. I know you just got the internet and you've been listening, catching up to episodes. But I'm sorry we called your shithole a shithole. 
they know it's a shithole. Kingston's dude. beautiful. Kingston's gorgeous. Yeah, can't like wait Kingston. to go back. Nice little quaint, quaint little town there. Kingston. <laughs> I come from Kingston. Same place. Yeah, the original New York capital. That's, that's how they say. Boy. <laughs> that's Kingston, New York. All Kingston, right. New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to always pass through Kingston on the way to Delhi, where I went to college. You'd go to Kingston, you'd make a left. <laughs> and uh, Not a lot of roads up there. And we'd always be mid-blunt. You know, it's like a four-hour drive. Sure. We were so dumb. For a four-hour drive, we would smoke three blunts. Oh, my God. Like, why do we need to do that? Yeah, you know why. Because you're, yeah, yeah, you're, you're indestructible. So. Yeah, this was in that movie. This movie as well, right? Right. Yeah, there's definitely some of that teen uh, angst. Oh, the guy even says it. The guy who ends up spiraling into a uh, violent, crazy person is like, "I'll never die," or whatever he says. Yeah, yeah. He has a line about that early, kind of early on. He's fucking annoying by the end of the film. First, uh, you, first you kind of dislike him, then he kind of grows on you, and then it's like this guy's something's the, the wrong. The killer, with this you're guy. saying? Yeah, the killer. So the killer did not annoy me, but the no, no but the guy, the guy with the conscience. Yeah, I knew you wouldn't like him. Oh my god! I knew you wouldn't like him. I was, I was so this sick of this. Even guy. I was watching this guy going, "Fucking kiss her already, dude!" How many oh, times that, are you gonna? How many true. times are you gonna like rub your nose on this chick's cheek? But you know what? And then pull away and be like, "My friend killed somebody," <laughs> <laughs> which he didn't say. He, he never said. If he just spilled the beans, no. That even that those scenes are like that's very you know first or second year in high school. Yes, it's very real. It's very real. Very yeah. real stuff. But uh, no, he was just, yeah, it was too much of this. We got to talk right now. Right. Uh, I'm so nervous. I like oh, the, the I like the junior high kid well, being like the only adult where like he comes yeah. and shows up. He's like, oh, why are you even here, dude? Like, we're That's not friends. the one part in the movie that feels a little bit like, oh, that guy is one of these, like almost like a Spielberg character where a young person is the savant and knows beyond their years type of thing he didn't seem to know beyond his years he's just like well he's like why are you talking to me right if we don't if we didn't do anything then we didn't do anything yeah, and, why like, fuck you yeah. don't, and we're not friends believing it that's the thing when you know how it is when you want to commit a lie when you fully want to omit the truth sure. you have to believe the lie also, that's seinfeld george costanza right um yes well kind of he doesn't say believe the lie but yeah that he would he yeah there's he a, there's a scene about that in that entire series yes uh well if you can't you don't think you can keep that up the lie, you know, you'd be amazed what he can keep up. I forget what it is, but yeah. So you never something. respected my Seinfeld knowledge. You, you admit it. You <laughs> I admit know, it. I know, I know. I'm kidding. Anyway. But yeah, he's like, he, I liked his character a lot. And it's not like he knew so much stuff, but he was like well, well beyond smarter than these other guys. Street smart. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he could have had older siblings. He seemed siblings. to come from a good home. <laughs> he could have had older siblings, you know. Right. Because that's kind of how you know stuff more. Yeah, yeah. Um... How about this? Okay. And this might be absolutely nothing. Nobody has a dad. Our main character doesn't have a dad. The killer doesn't have a dad. The killer doesn't have a dad. The girls don't have a father that you see. Yeah, that's the other. But but we don't see them. That we doesn't mean that they're not. A, uh, but you know, we they don't exist. But we do see moms. We do see moms. So just a thing. I don't know. Also, you know what? Kind of more 90s, too, where it's like moms are more around. Dad's at work. Dad isn't around. Dad's working. It's special if dad's around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Dad doesn't get home till 7. Then he's right. going to eat dinner and take a shower. Be quiet. Dad yeah. just got home. Right. I could have I mean, used one of those, though, where it's like the, uh, the omnipresent dad who you never see, but he's referenced. You know, it was, it was interesting that there was no dad the whole time. Yeah, I did just, notice that. It was just Mom of the year, though. Mama Good looking lady. Wait too. a second. Wait. The guy a with the second. conscience. She's raising a good kid. 
Dude, I wanted to strangle that mother. Why? Strangle her. You're a jerk. No. She's, yes, you are. She stunk. Why? What'd you do? That annoyed on, you. She's drinking a beer. Come over and hug me. It got a little weird there, but she's a single mom. Eat my heel. What? Come over and hug you. Me hug you. Just got home, right? Kick your teeth in. You're my only kid. Kick my teeth. I'm a single mom. I got no man in my life. You're the only man in my life. Come here and give me a hug when you get home. Why don't you go and kiss that girl? She's into you. Oh my! I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip your ears off. One of my few gripes. One of my. I have a couple big ones, which I'll get to. Okay. But something that kind of bothered me is love the fat kid. Love the funny lines. You know, he wasn't. This is his first time acting. Okay. That was his first time acting that fat kid. Uh, he must really be a fat idiot because he just <laughs> he just nailed it so good, dude. That is so how good. teenagers talk. A hundred percent. They still pretty much talk like that. I don't know because I don't hang out with many. I know you do. But in 1996, <laughs> man, <laughs> everything was just like that guy was set talking. That sounds like a joke where you're calling me like a pedophile or something. <laughs> but you know, because of my day job, I am around high school students. I was calling you a pedophile. <laughs> but... The truth is, I am around high school students. More than I am, that's for sure. And they talk like that. Yeah. They, everything still has to relate to penis, sex, right. saying horrible things. Yep. You know what one of the high school kids hit me with, dude? You want This is the type of sure. deep conversation. Go ahead. And listen, and hey, when I was that age, I was talking the same shit with my friends. Uh-huh. But these high school kids hit me with this one the other day. They go, if you had to have sex with two girls with the total combined age of 20, how would you do it? Oh. God. Exactly. It's like there's no good yeah, answer to that. Yeah. But they just start discussing it with like a political science enthusiasm to it. You know what I mean? They're breaking <laughs> it. They're breaking down every possibility. And they're also 16 years old. So it's, yeah. See, they look at I'm me. I'm saying, like, you like, guys are trying to send me to jail. They're yeah, saying no, it. It's yeah, like yeah, fucking exactly. idiots, whatever. You they can't young. answer that question. Yeah. Legally. So anyway, what's your answer to that? <laughs> no. Um, here's one of my gripes with the movie is there's zero discussion when the initial tragedy happens. This kid, you know, falls on the, cause it was an accident. And guys go to the cops. If you go to the cops immediately, you're probably not getting any jail time. If you all have the same story, which is the truth. And I understand people panic. Blah, it's, blah, a, blah. it's the classic panic. It's the classic, uh, it's the crime. It's not the crime. It's the cover up. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's the not classic, the crime. It's, it's the not the crime. It's yeah, the cover. Yeah, yeah. No, I was okay with all of that. And like I said. I was okay with it because I know that's what the movie's going to be about. Yeah. But there's always in my head, I'm always like. Oh, of course. If I, I think if I'm in that situation, yeah. especially if I'm not the kid who was like tussling with the fat guy before he fell on the night, on yeah, the yeah. sword. Yeah. If I'm like the friend with the conscience or the little or the uh, junior yeah. high school kid. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely being like, yeah, guys, no, we'll leave the... Pu-. I'm going home and be like, Mom, Dad, <laughs> we got to call the cops, you know? Yeah, totally. They're they're roughhousing. Yeah. This mistake happened. For three guys to cover up one murder where, like, two were pretty much not involved at all. You stick to the... One st- of them's even like, I don't know these two guys much. You stick to the story. And the facts of the case, the fat guy, like, didn't have a lot of family. He had one mom in yeah. a trailer or whatever. No one gives a shit about a yeah, yeah. kid. It's just the way it goes. But Poverty. they don't know any of that. They don't realize any of that. And that's not a story. They right. need a movie, right? So that's the movie. Yeah. No, that was classic. I like that. It was, you know, it was, uh, no, it, it was good. And it, it did feel real. That scene, the knife, pulling it out, the panic. Pulling it out. That's yeah. all great. That's all great You're supposed stuff. to leave it in. Right. Yeah, but the guy's freaking out. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. No, and, and, and the actor who annoyed me did very well. I mean, he that the anxiety was great. Yeah, the frozen and and uh, doesn't know what to do with himself. But his character annoyed you, not the actor, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah sure. And you know, it was. 
He got a lot of screen time. We had to look at that deer in a headlights face a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of him. Right, right, right. Uh, his his love interest, that girl, was very cute. Yeah, uh, she was good. Great job. She was good as, like, the girl next door. She was, like, f- first high school girlfriend sure. energy to the T. And they had that, yeah, like, the, the innocence. And there's a lot yeah. of the innocence. I feel like that's the theme. I mean, uh-huh. Kind of an obvious yeah. loss of innocence and innocence. Uh, that dream sequence where he's having sex with her. I think he comes in his pants. Yes. Uh, which, oh, and then there's such a funny line at the urinal. Uh, are you trying to look at my dick, dude? Or like, yes. <laughs> dude, I laughed out loud so hard it's at that so because it's such, so a, again, good. such a high school thing. It's so funny. And it's like, who knows if he's known that guy since elementary school in a roundabout way. Yeah. He, it's, it seems like a big enough school where not everybody knows everybody. So it could be some kid he doesn't know at all. It doesn't matter. Doesn't it's matter. just a funny, funny fucking so good, line. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I, what was the uh, the scene? So there's a the dangling sword over them having sex yes, in the hole where the body was. dangling. Yeah, I guess that's just the mixture of all his anxieties coming in everything dream, all together coming at once. In yeah. a dream. Well, usually when I have a sex dream, there is always like that weird aspect. It's never just like a normal like, oh, I'm with so and so, and we start. It's always like, wait a minute, why are we on a ship? Or yeah. like, why is she bent over a box of razor blades? Yeah, like why is she? <laughs> Why is she wearing a wooden barrel? <laughs> like, there's always that, like, X factor to the dreamness to it. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> Why does she have antlers on her head? And she's exactly okay. how I pictured her, but she's got antlers on her head. I'm glad you said antlers because that scene, explain it. What was any of it? What was any of the scene about the, the deer thrown through the window? What was it? Oh, that? with the uh, opening of yeah. the movie? You know what, dude? I completely forgot that's how the movie opens. Let's think about it. Is that an innocence thing? I mean... We're about to watch this. I mean, it was an innocent deer. And then the fact that it was still alive. And, uh, I mean, what a ridiculous whole scene, though. Because even in 96, you knew what a effing crime scene was. You know, to have people just, like, in there while the cops are there. And the cops yes. start kicking the thing. I'm like, no. It ain't that small of a town where people would be, like, walking around the deer. And the cops wouldn't be like, everybody out of here immediately. Maybe you know I mean? in 86. And al- maybe. Right, but maybe not in, in 96. And also... It's like, all right, we got to put this deer out of misery. Doesn't he like just stomp its neck? And then the guy just gives him a thumbs up like, dead. Yeah, <laughs> good. Got it. One so shot. I don't know that whole scene, what that was about. He went, the deer went through the window. It didn't die. I mean, if I had to guess, just thinking about it very briefly right now, something you could draw from it is like, you got this deer accidentally thrown into a completely like a world that's not used to at all. Mm-hmm. It goes from outdoors where it exists to indoors where it's like, I don't know what's. Running all over the place, slamming into things, leaving a trail of chaos behind it and blood until, like, someone needs to fucking put an end to it. It's kind of what happens to the kids. An accident happens. They get thrown into not a literal new place, but a new place in their, like, lives where it's, like, not just the loss of innocence, but it's, like, now you're a fucking accessory to murder. Forget just being like, oh, I'm having sex and I'm feeling more like an adult and, like, things are getting uh, more more heavy and stuff. It's like, no, you're fucking, your life has changed now forever. Yeah. And, and it has to come to an end. There's no getting that deer back outside. It's going to yeah. die anyway. Right. Someone needs to put their boot on the neck of these kids. And this is where I, the film loses me and I'm going to give it a don't stream it. Okay. Even though I... I'm surprised. I did like... Most of it. I'm surprised. I'm happy you're going to say don't stream it, but I'm surprised. I'm saying don't stream it because the ending. The ending ending is very bad. They wrestle on the front one. The one girl is presumably dead. He killed the one girl. The other one survived, but completely, at least in shock, probably traumatized. 
Um, neighbors come out, ambulance comes, or cops or whatever. He's in the back of the seat of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we never see anything. We never see anything like what happens to these guys who we've been watching the entire movie. We don't get to see that. We know that the cops come and the beans are going to spill. But the next few scenes and the movie closes on it are just the girl going back to her regular life. She's got scars on her from this horrible experience, but it's like, all right, we still got to live our life. We got to go back. To, we go through horrible things, but we got to go back to it. Emotional scars, too. You can hide them with your hair, scars you don't see. Right. I didn't hate that ending. I mean, I didn't hate that particular I scene. didn't hate it, but I need to know what happens with these fucking kids. Hmm. I need to know what's happening to Mr. Guilty Conscience. There's. I needed another, like, 10 minutes on this movie he to, does, like... He doesn't get touched. He's out. I just got to see them sitting in a jail cell He's or even just them in the, court. The girl with the scars is going to back up his story. He came to save them. And uh, the other guy had the sword. It's clear the knife. There's going to be no other... There's no other corroborating yeah. guy. That The middle school kid knows better. And, uh, and that other guy killed this girl. And he killed the blue hair guy over the bridge. Yes. So... It all, to me, it all cleans up. But I did have that feeling. This movie ends and you go, so what? You shrug your shoulders and go, so what? Yeah. Because it's a, and I don't know, but this is kind of what people say, not for nothing. And I'll just say. Go ahead. If it were me. Mm-hmm. No, it's a slice of life. That's what it is, right? They're giving you this. I don't think that a slice of life applies to this. No, coming of age, slice of life. Coming of age, sure. Slice of life. To me, what it means is like not a lot needs to happen. It's all about what this movie does do very well as far as like you could almost call it a period piece. Right. Because there's so much attention to detail. I'm okay with period piece, but slice of life is like very like not a lot happens. Here's the daily events in this town or here's what life is like in this way. But in this movie, there's very much a crazy thing that happens, yeah, drives the plot forward. A crazy thing does happen. But Multiple crazy like things Like you're happen. saying, there's no resolution. That's kind of not the story of mm-hmm. what happens to these kids. Yeah. It's just this world, this loss of innocence, this kid's... Yeah. Uh, being brought up. I don't know what the hell the deer is in the beginning. Maybe it's that. I have no idea. It's a cool way to open the movie for seven minutes. It almost, because the budget, and you can tell the budget, there's not one shot from above trees. There's not any type of like long, uh, what do you call it, scaling shots or anything. Like It's him. Oh, well, I'll get to this. Uh, but, uh, you know, you're outside of the house from the street. Like, you're, all, you know, there's mm-hmm. not, you can tell it's a low budget. But maybe this deer did that. And they were like, we got a half dead deer. And they just shot it. It almost feels that way. You're crazy. Of, cor- <laughs> of course, there's a, perp- there's a purpose to that scene. But, yeah, you know, maybe it just sets up that this movie's going to be violent. Otherwise, that scene. I mean, it kind of, if you want to go with it, why that scene is there, you could go to the slice of life thing and be like, there's just something that happened that day. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, maybe. Because when he gets stabbed, you're like, oh, that's okay. That shit just happened. Yeah. You know? uh, so maybe that kind of prepares you a little bit. You have to watch a deer die. I mean, when the cops show up at the end, it's not just what just took place in the house, though, either. It's like there's still got to be an answer to this dead body that they're going to, the cops are going to find out about it. They're going to tie it to the sword. They're going to tie it to the sword. Yeah. They're going to figure this shit out. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> Another kind of problem I had, though, is so the kid falls on the sword. It is a genuine accident. Okay. It's not shown in the movie where, like, he gets heated and he kind of does it in a moment of anger. No, it's like a genuine accident. They're yeah. wrestling, but there's not like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. But then by the end of the movie, I like, this accident set off his bloodlust, yeah, and he, now he's like, 
I'm going to kill the blue haired kid and I'm going to cut these girls up and shit. It's like he didn't show signs of being a psychopath earlier in the film. No, it's loss of innocence and then spiral to madness. Just spiral to madness. He spirals I guess. to madness. Yeah. Yeah. He was a, he was a bad seed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That. So I do like, and this is kind of how it was in 96. And I don't know if this was another intentional thing or just what happened in the movie, but weed is associated with, like, a really dark decision this character makes, yeah. you know? And I think in 96, that's how people talked about weed. If you smoke, it's like, oh, man, he's, like, going down a dark path. Yes, and you and it's bad. There's no yeah. redeeming qualities. You're a pothead, and that was a very negative thing to be called. Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny. It was, it was like, a whole, yeah, you were really, like, smeared. The fat kid smokes, and then he gets killed. Yeah. You know, the uh, the... The bad guy or whatever, the guy who becomes the killer, starts selling weed. He kills the guy who sells weed. Like, everything associated with weed. Fuck that. I'm the guy. I'm the the fucking guy. And the guy with a conscience refuses to smoke it. Yeah, He doesn't want to smoke it. He's the golden boy. And I'm like, this is very 1996 propaganda. Right. I mean, yeah. Anti-weed propaganda, which now it's like, it it seems silly now. The good girl gets high. She's down to chill and smoke. Yeah. But then she gets cut for it. she almost gets killed. She almost, just like, uh... And uh, Friday the 13th, you know, once you dip your toe into the, the deadly sins, marijuana, lust, any of those things, you're going to get cut up. I just needed some answers at the end, mm-hmm. like that these kids are, you know, yeah. or like a full conversation with the guy with the conscience and the guy who winds up being the killer where it's like, what happened, dude? We've been friends our whole life. It was an accident. And they kind of, he kind of poses that question to him a few times. He says, like, it was a fucking accident. Why are you acting like this? But the descent into madness, like, so when he has the moment with uh, the junior high kid and he starts, uh, like, putting together all the points about the kid off the bridge and this and that. During the phone call. Yeah, during the phone call. Uh All that came to me. I was like, what? That was a real left turn for me. Even when, like, when he pins the blue-haired kid dying on the bridge with the guy. Until he reminds me that, like, I'll meet up with you at a later date and I'll sell you weed. Yeah. Even though earlier in the film I talked about hating you. I thought that was just him becoming like, oh, I'm becoming a cool kid now. I'm being socially accepted. I'm the guy with the weed now. And at the party, when the killer pulls out the weed, the guy with the blue hair gives him, like, a rock on with his hands. Like, yeah, cool. You're cool now. I think all of that was purposefully set up as, is the guy with the conscience nuts right and paranoid or is it actually- that would have been a cool yeah that would have been a cool way to go with it where it's like he's not he he busts into the room and this guy's just plowing these two chicks <laughs> <laughs> he's just the man <laughs> he's got a feather boa on it's and like, he's just like what's wrong with dude, you what are you doing in here man come on this is a private party <laughs> i know you she she told me you wouldn't kiss her you just keep rubbing your nose on her cheek someone had to step in here right he's got ziggy stardust paints on his face <laughs> Oh my god! He walks in. That's a different it, movie. He walks in, and it's like it's the uh, the bear scene, the costume bear scene from The Shining. Oh my god! These two chicks are wearing bear yeah. costumes and blowing this guy in the bed. <laughs> it's just like, what are you doing? I actually read a short story like that. It was kind of interesting. Where like, there's about, two about furries. No, no, no. There's two guys going after this like uh, like a teacher, like a high school teacher. In Alaska, these two like students, blue collar, no, like two blue collar adults. But you know, there's very limited women in Alaska. Sure. One of the guys is why I don't go. One of the guys, (laughs) very like sweetheart of a guy, but like 
shy and all this shit. The other guy's like kind of crass and outspoken or whatever. And they're both competing for the woman. And it seems like the woman's obviously going to go for this nice guy. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, the nice guy gets it in his head that like the cocky dude is actually evil. And he like bursts into like their hotel room where they're together. And it, the whole thing shifts from like, you're on the side of like this sweetheart guy. And then once he bursts into the room, it's like, oh, you're crazy. Yeah. These two are adults that are like, in, you know, right. whatever, if he's a bit of a dick that has nothing to do with anything. It's like, yeah. and now you look like a psychopath. And mm-hmm. I think he like kills him. Ah. Yeah. So that movie didn't do this though. They just show <laughs> us this chick going on with her life. If this movie was a little more about her, I'm fine with the ending. But the movie was all about these two guys and their friendship, and we don't see what happens to them after they get arrested. It's yeah, a little the, annoying. I think the bad guy is in jail, and I think the uh, the conscience, the guy with the conscience, is alive and and living his life. Yeah, but he's got to do time. I need to know he gets some sort I of. I don't rep- believe that he does have to do time because <sighs> of the way that it ended. Because of the way, because he's a hero the front, at the end. On the front lawn, he's getting he's half sliced. He's got a some yeah. stab wounds, defensive wounds. Uh, he was trying to actively save her. Presumably, when she comes out of her shock, she'll say, "This guy untied me. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there the whole time." Yeah. No, and she'll repeat what the killer had said, which was, "Yeah, he's not around." Which the truth was, he wasn't invited. Yeah. Oh, I'm remembering what drove me nuts. And again, this isn't a thing that necessarily. Real quick before you say okay. it. Okay. All I'll say is, is the cops are just gonna be like. Yeah, well, how come you didn't call us? You had so many opportunities to call the police. At what point? Send the police to the house before you ride your bike over there. He was a he was uh he was down the block. Remember, he went to the other guy's house. They said, "Where are you?" I don't know. Uh, yeah, the, the older brother goes there. He's gonna call. You know, cell phone. He ran there. Yeah, and that's the thing too. That was what I was gonna get at. He ran there. Mm-hmm. There he wa- had a bike. They're walking their bicycles. Yeah, so much. Yeah, never. Even the nineties when he when they get on initially and they hop on their bikes and they fucking tear ass. That was absolutely that was I the nineties. It. it was freedom when you could take your bike and just yeah. fucking go. That was I. My childhood had such good memories of that. It was freedom, independence, see you later. You come back for dinner, the mom's in the kitchen. What? She can barely hear you. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. That's that. I could feel it. It was tangible. I used to ride my bike to junior high. Yeah, me too. And I would ride it through this park. Okay. And I'm sure you too. You, ha- you had your, like... I would jet to school in like seven minutes and just be like, fucking, you'd feel like you'd feel cool as shit. Yeah. You're just ripping on your bike in the morning. You got your headphones on listening to Green Day. Sure. You go over the bridge. You're in the park. Hop off the curb. <laughs> it wasn't super dark times for me. It was good times. Right. Riding home was way more fun in my memory. Riding yeah. there was like, I got to go to school. It's cold out. Yeah. I'm in my uniform. Well, I never went straight home. It was always like, and then I'd start riding around, you know, with friends yeah. and stuff. But you didn't have a uniform, right? right. Put, the, put those uh, put those slacks on, and then hop on your bike. <laughs> I had a uniform until second grade. I went to Catholic school first in second okay. grade. Yeah, uh, St. Mary's Gate of Heaven, Ozone Park. Represent what's up? Gate to Heaven, St. Mary's Gate of Heaven. Jesus, yeah, sounds like a cult. It was. It was a right. Catholic school, one, and um, one, one way or another, it is kind of. I remember getting home from, like every day. Get me out of these fucking clothes. <laughs> Even first and second grade, it was like, I need to get out of these clothes as quick as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember one day, Saturday Night Fever was on television. I came home. I start disco dancing. <laughs> I went down, ripped the crotch of my pants, <laughs> which was the first in a long line. I'd be ripping crotches of pants for a long time. 
You can see that's why I buy these pants. I got the extra crotch diamond. Look, Mike. Don't look make at the me diamond. look at your crotch, Dennis. It's got the extra diamond. It's very, all right, 3% spandex. I said it last episode, I think. Rip proof. Not rip. I, I'm not going to test them. I'm not going <laughs> to test with the gods to, to a we split. We won't say rip proof. So are you going to go stream it or are you going to, you know? No, I would never recommend this movie to anybody. Yeah. I couldn't. Even me. I wouldn't. Like, if I go back in time, I'd tell myself to pass on it. <laughs> but it had moments that I liked a lot. Like, How did you hear about it? Oh, just the internet. Just the internet. I mean, I every once in a while, too, I just go on, like, the Reddit, subreddit for trailers. It's Reddit. That's where you heard about this. I'm on Reddit. I've been on Reddit's my news source. You know what I mean? Jesus. But, uh... But also, like, I'll get TikToks with, like, here's the 10 scary movies you got to watch this October. And I write that shit down. I got a list in my phone of movies, you know? Right. There's I a- kind of snuck this one in. This is not a horror movie, but, like, it's got thriller vibes to it's it. A, it's, yeah, it's more of a thriller for yeah. sure. So the Rotten Tomatoes is 90%. I know. That's is a little high. really high. And the audience, though, is more close to reality. I just closed it. I think it was 70. It's like 72 or something. Maybe know. 76. Just lost it. There you go. 72. 72. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's accurate. Which is not a bad score either. It's still pretty high. But yeah, I don't, not a bad I don't score. understand 90. I mean, I don't get it. Critics, you know, that's what I mean. This movie is like, it's it's one of those movies, critics are going to like it more than your average person. Right. Because critics are going to put a lot more weight on like, oh, the, the lighting looked great, the sound, you know, which it was. The movie looked really good. The director did a bang up job. I looked up his other stuff where it's like, what else is he even doing? This was his first film, his first full length. Yeah, so that's why. So the, you, people know, like, you know, the critics will know it's his first ever film. Yeah. He absolutely nailed the 90s. It feels like the 90s. I'm sure this did good on the festival circuit. I'm sure it was played places. Right, you know? and all those little, the the details are insane. And and then the feelings they give you, like the bicycles yeah. and the, uh, the brother picking up the phone when you're talking to the girl. I'm not saying I would never recommend this movie to anybody. Like, if, there's, if I know somebody who's... I know people who would enjoy this movie probably more than I did. But your your loser friends on Reddit. Yeah, my loser friends on Reddit. <laughs> Other people listen to this podcast. I'm only kidding, Reddit. Don't, don't um, crucify me or whatever. One thing that I really and I like to think I've seen a few movies. I'm not sorry. Reddit. Where I can like, <laughs> I kind of know where it's going sometimes. You know, uh-huh. like I don't always want to know where it's going, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I was so sure the older brother who was allegedly in the Marines and had an eight-year contract, was actually, like, dead or in rehab or something. Okay. But no, it was just, yeah, his brother's a Marine, and he left pot in his room, and, right, you know. I thought there was going to be something there. I thought there was going to be, like, huge trauma in this kid's past mm-hmm. or something. That also leads to him being a bloodthirsty by the end of the movie. I was it was too much of a jump from the accident to, like, him just killing people. I was waiting for the fat kid's mom. Because she's searching for him. Yeah. We have that scene with the the conscience, the kid with the conscience mom and said, oh, she's looking. They know mm-hmm. that they were hanging out. Never comes back. I honestly, I had the deer in my mind because I go, somehow this is going to maybe, I thought maybe that was the end of the movie. You know how sometimes they do that. I'm yeah, like, somehow yeah. this deer. A lot of things don't come back. All you get is that girl with the scars on her neck. It's almost like red herrings throughout the film. Almost. But that's the, I think, you know, that's why it's like, no, this was just the... What happened in, you know, this... This is just a series of events that happened to these kids over a few days in 1996. Yeah, two weeks. 1996. You know, it it wasn't poorly made. Uh, It's like, dude, you're at some girl's house. They think you're the man because you can get weed. Mm -hmm. They want to hang with you and smoke weed. Right. 
I mean, she was begging for the, that. One, the one girl was begging for something to happen. Something. They were, you know what I mean? This yeah. is like about to turn into like teenage makeout session with two yeah. chicks. We've been there. You know what I mean? It's sure. why do you want to chop up these girls? dude? You don't get any of that. You don't get any of the how or why he snapped. It's like, dude, just be chill. Let him play with the sword and be like, you two should kiss. Maybe you get not a, give me the sword back. Maybe you get a little foreshadowing when the kid with the conscience comes over and he's like, you still have all that stuff. And he goes, yeah, I haven't. Maybe I'll burn it when I'm ready. Right, right. That maybe is a little, oh, you're keeping trophies? Yeah. But that's even that's a small, small hint if it is a hint. And he's not back at school acting like everything's normal like a psychopath. Right. He's affected and yeah. stays home for two days. And then he comes back to school and he calls the teacher a cunt. Right, right, and right. has to go to the freaking principal's office. So, like, he's being affected. He's getting mm-hmm. in trouble. What, uh, what game is that, Kyle? He wouldn't God answer. damn it, Kyle, what game is that? He wouldn't answer. It's like, it's Twisted Metal, asshole. Everybody <laughs> knows what fucking game that is, dude. Which is another, it's like, yeah, playing Twisted Metal in the 90s. Yeah. Sure. Hours. I never played. Not sure. me personally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I was a Nintendo kid. We didn't Friend have PlayStation. Definitely played. Yeah. If you, had, if you were a PlayStation person, you were playing. I was N64. Same. Same. I was playing Star Fox with the Rumble Pack. Uh, 007, GoldenEye. Sure. Mario Kart. Yeah. Perfect Dark. Super Dark Times. Oh, Super Dark Times. Got it. Um, what do we got coming up next week? Are we doing Casino right away? Casino. Martin Scorsese. Interesting. I've heard of him. Have you ever seen Casino? Of course. Right, we'll go back. You've seen it, right? <laughs> I don't want to say anything. I want to save it. We'll save it for next week. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah, follow the pod on Instagram. You can see what movies we're going to watch. Don't spend $4 on Super Dark Times. Or do. Best day of the week, best time of the week when we record.